0: What's going on, Rough Golfers? Welcome to episode number 34 of the Rough Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Harris. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about golf gear versus pro lessons. That's lessons with a PGA Tour pro or some otherwise known golf pro entity. I don't know, maybe Cam Smith's offering lessons now. I don't know, that would be pretty cool. I would definitely want to take lessons from Cam Smith because dude can ball. And then we're going to talk about five things you should never do on a golf course, okay? Five pet peeves or etiquette mistakes, whatever you want to call them. Just don't do them, okay? At least if you play golf with me, please don't do them, okay? we it, The time will not be fun, all right? We just won't, we won't have a good time. So let's get right into it. Now, the reason I'm talking today about golf gear versus pro lessons is because I've had a few people... Reach out and uh, ask a couple questions about, you know, where should I spend my money? I'm a beginner golfer or I've been playing for a few months and I don't know if I should maybe look at purchasing some equipment to help fix some problems that I'm seeing with my swing or if I should go for pro lessons. So I thought this would be a really uh, good topic to discuss on the podcast. So I want to just explain my experience with golf gear, okay? And I can make this statement and stand by it. And I can say that I have never purchased a piece of golf equipment that's going to fix a bad swing to the root of the problem, okay? In many ways, it will temporarily fix the issue, or it will fix it on the surface just enough to where you can make it work. But inevitably, in my experience, when I use a piece of golf gear to try to correct something in my swing, I normally end up creating something else that's a problem in my swing. And then I got to get another piece of gear to fix that. So I just don't want to see any beginner golfers out there, you know, thinking, Hey, this magic elbow brace or, you know, weird club device that attaches to your golf club can fix bad swings or can help you create the perfect golf swing. Cause that just, in my experience, I've never seen happen. Okay. And beginners will often spend money on the wrong uh, type of equipment thinking that's what's going to fix their golf game and make them shoot, you know, par or better or scratch golf, you know? Um, golf gear isn't a cure-all, okay? And in many ways, especially at the beginner level, and, you know, even someone who's played golf for quite a while, the you may have trouble understanding what the intent is behind the piece of equipment that's supposed to fix your whatever problem. let you got a real bad uh, slice, okay? And you can buy this you know, wrist brace that's supposed to help you uh, make sure that you actually move through the ball at impact with your driver instead of leaving the club face open. And, you know, but you also have to contend with the steep angle of attack. Maybe that's your problem. Maybe you're coming over the top and your club face is open and that's creating those, the perfect conditions for a slice. But you get that wrist brace and now you're over the top, but you've corrected your uh face at impact and now you got a different problem because you're going left or you can't get the ball airborne. So you know for a beginner you're maybe not going to understand what that gear is is really trying to fix and you may just see on the surface that it says we'll fix any slice. You know, magic cure all. Here you go. $39.99. Limited time offer. So I just want to get out there that guys don't believe everything you read when it comes to golf gear, okay? There's so much golf gear out there, it may not be, you know, it's just too good to be true, okay? Let's just be honest, it's too good to be true. Now, I will say, and I'll talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, that there is some useful gear out there that you can purchase, but more so to kind of help freshen your skill set a little bit versus trying to fix something that's wrong with you in your golf swing. Okay. So just be aware that it often doesn't correct the root problem. It really just kind of fixes the, the surface of the issue. All right. Now, pros on the other hand, PGA tour pros, or, you know, if you've got a, uh, if you go to a public course and there's someone who's a really, really good golfer, you know, maybe he's given lessons before, um, you know, and he knows really the right stuff to tell you, then, uh, you know, I'm talking about both of those, so PGA Tour pros, really, really good golfers that have been giving lessons and are successful at it. Um, I actually take lessons from a guy who's not a PGA Tour pro, but he's a scratch golfer, if not a plus two golfer, and he's been giving lessons for, you know, 40 years, so he knows his stuff, and he he can get you on the right path. He may not be able to take you the entire way if you get really, really good. But there's levels of teaching professionals, you know, starting from, hey, I just picked up a golf club to, hey, I'm Tiger Woods uh, and I want to, you know, hone in my uh, fades on my irons or whatever, you know, whatever he needs. But perfect example, there are levels. So as a beginner golfer, uh, I would say, don't waste your money on the gear, go to the pro. And and why would you want to go to a PGA Tour pro or a, a pro in general for, you know, I say pro. But I use that term a little loosely because there are really good golfers out there, just like I mentioned, that are scratch golfers that can help you fix your swing and and get you on the right path. Um, But you want to go there because they can teach you how to properly swing the club and fix your root problems, okay? If you ever look at any teaching pros online, the majority of them aren't uh, teaching you to go out and buy a wrist brace to fix your slice. They're not saying that. They're telling you what you're doing wrong in your actual swing motion. So you're saving money because you don't have to buy that brace, and you're getting to the root problem, which is how you're swinging the club, okay? So the little bit of money that you would pay if you were to go in person and take a lesson, which I would highly recommend because it's it's actually a pretty fun experience to have somebody sit there and critique you And say like, oh my gosh, if you just did this, if you made this one adjustment, your game would be changed totally, you know. And in two or three lessons, you could be playing, you know, 10 to 15 shots better than you were when you started out, okay. Especially as a beginner because you guys improve really, really quickly. You know, once you've been playing for a while and you've developed the swing and shall I say some of those bad habits that happens with golfers, it's a little bit harder to, you know, get the same benefits out of, Uh, 30 minute lesson as you would if you were just starting out so um, but pros can get to the root problem now they can also uh, identify what gear may be beneficial to you you know I really struggle with putting I mentioned it in my uh, last podcast that putting is make or break so um, I have trouble starting my ball off on the correct line so um, I purchased a putting mirror which was you know a bit of advice that I received during one of my lessons was hey go ahead and get yourself a putting mirror when you go out to uh, the course before you start your round you can whip out that putting mirror spend some time on the putting green and get yourself lined up that way you got your shoulders set your hips set and your feet set as along with your eyes to make sure that you're starting that ball off on the right line and that your club is not you know coming too much on the inside or on the outside with your putter when you're making your your follow through So that is helpful. They can say like, hey, this piece of equipment is a useful piece of equipment. So it's something you can have in your bag. Even pros have that putting mirror in their bag because it it is helpful. And it's not something that necessarily corrects uh, a major swing problem. It really just kind of hones your putting ability and kind of resets, you know, uh, some of the uh, parameters that you may have gone askew because you haven't played golf in two or three weeks, you know, just kind of get you back in your, your mindset. Like, okay, I need to make sure I line up correctly with this putting mirror and that will help me out on the course. So some equipment is good equipment, but pros can help you identify, you know, what would be useful for you. But if you look at, you know, if you look at uh, any YouTube videos out there, or even in some of the lessons that I've had with pros, when they use some piece of equipment to try to help fix a swing, it's normally a head head cover, a towel, golf tees, stuff you would have in your bag. You know, not extra stuff, not you know, funny stuff, not arm braces that you have to put on or some special swing jacket or something they attach to your iron to make it feel a certain way or some weird grip or whatever. None they don't carry any of that. All these guys that that I've ever gone and had lessons with they're they're helping you with stuff that you find, you know, that you would already normally have to have to play golf. So you're not having to spend any extra money other than the cost to take the lesson, which I think is indicative of, you know, someone who is using skill over prescribing some sort of, you know, golf gear. I kind of see golf gear as like the magic medicine, you know what I mean? Everybody says like, "Oh, you know, here's the magic medicine to make you, you know, stronger faster taller whatever and the golf gear is saying the same thing fix your slice with just four easy payments of thirty-nine ninety-five. that doesn't happen guys it really doesn't you want to fix your slice go spend the same amount of money on lessons with a pro two or three lessons maybe four lessons if he's you know competitively priced later you're going to hit bomb drives okay not using some thing you saw on the internet or on some infomercial if you're you know, you're still watching television or whatever. So just just keep that in mind. Now, I would say as a beginner, skip the gear and go for the lessons. Hands down, if that's one thing I can nail home here, uh, is to just, you know, skip the gear, go for the lessons. You're going to be so much better off when you get out there on the course. You'll be amazed, okay? You really will. It's going to get to the root of your problem. Now, later on, If you want some specialty gear like that putting mirror or something that's going to assist you in, you know, just kind of honing in your abilities, not necessarily trying to correct or fix what you've already learned. It's just trying to give you a little bit of a refresher. Maybe look into something like that, you know, and pros can help you and tell you, Hey, this worked for me. This doesn't work for me. You know, so on and so forth. You know, maybe it's a putting mat or a putting mirror or something like that. But either way, you got to know where to spend your money. And as a beginner, do not waste it on golf gear. Okay, just, it won't help you. Okay, so the next topic that I want to talk about is five things that you should never do on a golf course. Okay, I played golf with a buddy uh, the other day, and I just started to think about some of the things that, you know, kind of got on my nerves. And I started, I asked him and how he felt, and he was like, yeah, I agree, you know. So we kind of just had a cool conversation about uh, some of the things that we really didn't like to see on a golf course when we're playing with people maybe people you've just met you know maybe you've you've Im- you've been invited to join a uh, a group of guys and go out and play a scrap uh, four-man scramble tournament or something like that and uh, you know so new guys not really familiar with the territory and you know maybe one of them does one of the next five things that I'm gonna mention so First on the list, and these are in no specific order, it just kind of, I just kind of wrote them down as we were talking about them thinking like, yeah, I need to, we need to let beginner golfers know if any of you guys out there are beginner golfers listening to this, this can really help you, um, in your golfing career, you know, and I say career, not so much as like, you know, you're a pro golfer or something. I just call career for anyone who goes out there to play golf consistently throughout their life. All right. I just like to call it that sounds official yeah so number one offering unsolicited swing advice and guys i have been uh caught doing this before because you know i just i'm not trying to be that guy all right but i want to help people you know when i see somebody struggling and i think that you know hey i can help you with that i really want to say like if you just maybe try this for once and see if it works then you know i i want to do that because i want to see you guys play better golf it's just in my nature to want to you know help you succeed out there on the golf course because i love the sport i'm passionate about it and i want you to love it as much as i do if not even more because you know it's super easy to get frustrated when you make a bad swing bad hit and not want to play golf anymore so but in speaking with my buddy he was like yeah you know, we all have the, that stuff that we need to work on in our golf game, and we don't necessarily want somebody who may be marginally better than us, you know, to say, hey, why don't you try this or do that or do that? You know, it just, it can get frustrating, especially when you're out playing on a course. You, do, you don't want to work on your golf swing or the mechanics of your game while you're playing the game, Okay. Let me let me step back for a second and just say this. If you're out there for a practice round by yourself or maybe with a buddy, you're just goofing off, you know, then that's the time that you can say, hey, okay, I'm going to try this shot. But if you're in a scramble tournament or if you're out playing with a buddy and, you know, you got lunch on the line or it's a competitive form of play, don't try to work on your swing. Don't try to change up halfway through. You know, just go with what you got that day and do the best you can. All right. And I think unsolicited swing advice does that. It it sets a, a, you know, a mental buzzer off in most golfers and they're like, oh, crap, I've got this new swing thought in my head. And then it just messes your tire game up and you don't want that. So keep that in mind. Beginner golfers don't offer unsolicited swing advice. You know, don't tell your buddy what you saw on YouTube this past weekend and how it helped you. You know, hit a better drive, so he should do that same thing. If you want to talk about that while you're in the cart riding to the ball, that's fine to say how happy you are that things have changed. But don't try to, you know, help him fix his his swing uh, with what helped you because it may not be the case for him. So leave that one to the pros, especially when you're a beginner golfer, because you can really do some damage, uh, and we don't want to see that. You know, we want people to continue to play golf not get frustrated, and leave the course. So number two is going to be walking in someone's putting line. This should be fairly straightforward. You just don't do it, guys, okay? I have had a few people, you know, just, they do it anyway. They don't care, you know, they just put through it. That's what they say, you know, no big deal. Or they do it as a joke, but you may be playing really well, and that, you know, frustrates you, and then, distracts you and breaks confidence and you don't want that to happen not to mention it's it's disrespectful to that golfer whose you know line was just tramped on just trampled I mean it's just like you know forget your golf game I'm gonna put my big old size 13 right down on your line spikes and all and now that guy has to putt through your bumpy shoe mark I hope you're happy Peter okay if you're listening I hope you're happy bro cost me a birdie But seriously, don't don't do that, guys. Uh, Be cognizant and understand where your buddy's putting line is and step over it or go around it, okay? It's a simple thing to do, and it's the right thing to do, all right? Now, number three is, you know, temper tantrum. Oh, temper tantrum, Tim. When you get super mad and you sling your clubs everywhere, not cool, Okay. There, let's. I just want to back up for one second. There's not been one golfer in the history of golf that has not been so frustrated with a bad shot or a missed putt or anything like that, that they haven't wanted to just uh, take all of their clubs out, put them in a pile, and burn them in the middle of the fairway. Okay? It happens. We all are experiencing this. But you cannot think it is acceptable to throw your 7-iron 20 yards in front of you and, you know, shout expletives, okay? We get it, dude. We saw the shot. It was bad, bro. We just had one on the last hole, okay? But don't do that. It's a danger to the people you're playing with. It makes you look like a, a giant, you know, 6-foot 3-year-old without a diaper on, okay? Maybe because you got those weird plaid shorts. I don't know. But still, it it's nobody wants to play with a guy like that okay we all get frustrated it's okay to demonstrate some frustration but you should do it without endangering anybody else out on the course you know okay you know I've, I've been mad before and i've uh you know slammed my driver on the ground which it was dumb i should not have done that it's an expensive club what am i thinking i might even break it and then i'd be you know up the up the creek without a paddle And uh, I'm hitting a 4-iron off the next tee because I don't have a 3-wood. Well, I just got one, so I'm excited about that. But before I just got a 3-wood, I would have been hitting a 4-iron. So keep the frustration in check. Your playing partners will understand what you're going through, and uh, we don't need to see you sing a club like Sergio Garcia Or, you know, wear six holes out in a sand trap because you fluffed one. I did that this past weekend, and it made me super mad. But I sure as heck didn't slam my club down in the sand trap and have to rake an extra 15 minutes because I created, you know, craters all over the place. So just deal with the frustration. All right. Now, number four. Talk while somebody is making their shot. Okay, I don't know when this became acceptable, you know. But I've played with a few guys that will just, they'll have a casual sidebar when I'm trying to putt, all right? And you think you're whispering, all right? Okay, you think you're whispering. You're like, yeah, I'm whispering. That's not true. You're not whispering, okay? It's deathly quiet on a putting green because everybody's got laser focus, right? And you sitting there talking to your buddy about the giant fish that you caught, last weekend, or the fact that you've got to scrape and repaint the exterior of your house. Why? Why are you doing that, man? Just just leave that for the cart ride, okay? Don't do that on the putting green. Have some respect for other people while they're trying to make their, their shot. I don't care if it's a quadruple bogey, all right? I still want to try to focus to make it so I don't make a, a quintuple bogey. I mean, come on. Snowmans are hard enough. So just, just don't do it you know, beginner golfers out there, take this to heart. When somebody's making their shot, keep it quiet. It doesn't take very long. Let them hit after they hit. You can continue with your conversation. Okay. Now we're going to round this one out with probably the number one pet peeve I have. Okay. And, uh, this just, when I see a golfer do this, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it hurts inside, guys. It really does. Okay. I'm being a little over dramatic, but seriously, it makes me upset because of how much I care about golf and and how many times I've been in this exact same situation and you know, didn't do what I'm about to say. Okay. Number 1 pet peeve, give up after a bad shot or hole. How many of you out there have played with golfers who have hit you know a bad shot and they're just like you know what i'm just gonna chill in the cart you know uh have my snacks or whatever i'll just watch and you're on hole number three and you're like bro you just paid 50 bucks to play 18 holes and you're giving up after three holes and you're just gonna sit over there and eat you know a pack of crackers or something drink your coca-cola and comment on everybody else's game. Don't do that, guys. Don't give up after a bad shot or bad hole, especially you beginners out there, okay? We were all there at one point. We all struggled. We all had difficulty playing the game. But you keep on swinging. That's what I say after every podcast, after every YouTube video I do, keep on swinging, to me means don't give up after a bad shot because right around the corner could be one amazing shot. One of my favorite golfers of all time, Walter Hagen, his favorite saying, one of his favorite sayings was uh, three bad shots and one great shot still make par. Okay, play golf like that. If you, if, you, if you come up with one great shot on a hole, you can work magic, man. So don't give up. Don't, you know, say my game's through. You always need to keep fighting. And if you get to the end of 18 holes, and you shot 150, then the next time you go out, you're going to aim to shoot 149. And that is how you get better at golf. You don't give up. You keep trying. Maybe you take some lessons, okay? Maybe you spend some extra time out on the range or the putting green. That's how you get better at golf, and that is how you win. That's how you beat that feeling of wanting to walk away when you slice one off into the neighbor's house or it goes into the drink, or your playing partner is 35 yards ahead of you because he bombs drives. All of that is motivation, or should be motivation, to make you a better golfer, okay? So number one pet peeve is giving up after a bad shot or hole. Don't do it. Keep on fighting. Keep on swinging. You will get better at golf. That's how the game is played. That's how the pros do it. That's how every golfer has done it from the dawn of time, since they picked up a club until they put it down in retirement. So, don't give up. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you go out there and have a fantastic golf week. Please leave a rating or review for the show. really helps out the podcast, and I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep on swinging.